Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Direct Hit, the cricket podcast with cricket's least enthusiastic pundit, James Hollyoak. I'm there. I'm super enthusiastic this week. I've even watched some cricket, so I have some valuable input. Blimey. Times they are a-changing. And Brewer Cricket Club's finest, Matthew Conroy. How you doing, Josh? You good? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Right, um, start, start. I think, Jimbo, you've got a shout-out shout to start us, start us off this week. Oh, I'm on the mute again. I'll get used to this one day, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Mr. Conroy, I think, got rained off. I don't think Josh was around, so I think I was the only one to play this weekend. This, so this week, my Bratchley CC shout-out goes to the one, the only, Sam Childley, the monstrous 132 for our second team. I chipped him with a cheeky 11 out, but don't worry about that. But Sam Chirley, the story here as well. Before the game, one of my lads said, if you get a 50 today, I'll buy you a cap, the opposition's cap. So sure enough, he gets his century. And after the game, this lad has to go and buy him the cap in the opposition's fire after the game. Looks like an absolute idiot. <laughs> so, well done, Sam. So you get the mention this week. What a feeling, what a player. twos and the ones. Just a team's full of victory. Brackley CC. Who knows, maybe one day I'll join them. Um, so we start cricket-wise with uh, England-Bangladesh. Um, Conroy, I know Jim's watched some cricket, but as usual, we'll go to our actual cricket correspondent first. So um, Bangladesh won the toss, put England into bat, which turned out to be an absolute disaster of a decision, really, didn't it? Because Jason Roy and Bairstow just got us off to a flyer. Um, I mean, massive shout out to Jason Roy hitting 151 off 121 balls, including my favourite way of a batsman getting out of hitting three consecutive sixes and then trying to hit the fourth ball for six. He played the same shot four times. Absolutely. (laughs) I've got massive respect for that. I I don't mind a batsman getting out like that. Um, Can I just say, there is absolutely no way that he wasn't just going for six sixes in that OB. In the second one, it's like, that's all he wants now. He just played this guy apart. Yeah, the fourth ball was not there to be hit for six at all, but he, he went for it, and I, I appreciate that commitment. Um, but I, re- I really enjoyed this game. I, th- I watched it because I was rained off, as you said, and it was just a really enjoyable batting performance by England. They got their confidence back. Josh Butler played a, a blinder, 64 off 44. Yeah, Bear still hit a 50. Um, told you he'd score th- runs. I told everyone Bear would score runs, and it's only taken three matches to get through. <laughs> <laughs> he bat, he batted well, and they they set the platform really well, Roy and Bairstow, and it allowed Butler to come in and play, you know, his best knock of the tournament so far. I think, probably. Um, I'm not sure about Shakib's bowling. I don't know what you guys think about that, but ten overs, zero for seventy-one. I thought he was the best all-rounder in the world. He's the best all-rounder in the world. Well, I think we spoke on the previews of this game that it's not a spinner's ground. We weren't sure whether England would go one or two spinners. England went with one spinner. Bangladesh, as per usual, had to really go with lots of spinners. It's just not the ground for them. He was trying to hide the ball outside off stump a lot of times, but it just wasn't working. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I think as well, I, what really pleased me about England is their low order came in and hit really cleanly and the strike rate was high for Plunkett and Wilkes. And that got us a really intimidating score on the board. What, what did you make of it, Josh? 
Well, I'm still just in shock that Jim has made an actual point about cricket on this cricket <laughs> podcast. I'm not really sure if I can come back from that. Um, I I really enjoyed it. I thought we were class. I was um, sitting in various Polish bars, Polish-Irish bars, so I could actually watch the cricket and was enjoying it all um, until Butler innocuously seemed to do his hip in and then whilst batting and then was just sort of hoping he'd get out so he didn't injure himself further which is quite quite baffling considering he's batting so well and yet couldn't really run and only had one hit um, but I think it's the big concern is whether he'll be fit for West Indies uh, this coming week, not just because it's a big game in our tournament, but because I'm going to it and the main reason anyone buys World Cup tickets is to watch Joss Butler bat. So, uh, Jim, you've watched some cricket. Tell us I, I, was pl- I was playing on Saturday, so I didn't watch it live, but I have watched extended highlights, so I can offer something. So what I saw, pitch looked very green, which I think is probably why Bangladesh chose to bowl first. But the pitch was an absolute delta, which you see so often these days. You see sometimes Yeovil, Trent Bridge, turn up, it looks a bit green, and then England go and smash 400 on it. It was one of those tracks. Roy was sensational. And the thing you lot have all missed, amongst all this Jason Roy innings, which was incredible, is the way he brought up this century. He plays a shot out to the outfield, goes straight to a fielder, straight through him. This is the most village of misfields. And straight for four. In the process, Jason Royman, highlight for me of the Cricket World Cup, goes all full Manu Tuolagi straight into Joel Wilson, the umpire, lures him with a shoulder barge <laughs> and takes him out. I mean, if you're going to talk about this World Cup, I'll be impressed. I'd rather... <laughs> All the people you want to get rugby tackled by, I imagine Jason Roy is probably pretty low on the list. He could play 12, like, he's a unit. They're all quite stacked these days, aren't they, lads? They're not, you can't get away with being a skinny batsman these days. I, no. I really, I really enjoyed the um, the reaction of the Eng- England balcony to that happening as well because they they wanted to like just all laugh and they were just a bit like, oh, is the umpire, is he okay? And there was just like this real awkward second or two where they just weren't sure what to react how to react to it but yeah I mean I got my I put a tweet out about that happening and it got the most likes I've ever got on Twitter so I <laughs> loved it mate maybe <laughs> he just doesn't like Joel Wilson's decisions either just like with the arrest doesn't normally um yeah it was it was brutal for Wilson and brutal on the bowlers Conway you made a point about slagging off Shaqib saying he's not the best. Talk us through the Bangladesh innings and how well Shaqib did. <laughs> uh, Shaqib, you know, hung in 21 off of hung in 19. You know, he did all right. But <laughs> did, they, did, did, they win the, did, did they win the game? I mean, we're going to talk about some good innings later on in other games. But Chasing 380, Matt. <laughs> yeah, but did they... Did they get the 380, Jim? Because not one bloke's fault, is it? <laughs> <laughs> one bloke had got a ton. Yeah, but he could have gone bigger, couldn't he? Go on, Josh. For the record, so now as a result of the fact that West Indies and England drew when Brian Lara scored 400, Brian Lara's innings, it was awful. They didn't win, so it doesn't count for anything. <laughs> um, Ludicrous. <laughs> 
I'm just pointing out that his strike rate was only about 100 and they needed a strike rate of about 130 to win the game, did they not? Yeah, but he is the glue and other people say maybe Tammy McBow should be the ones firing <laughs> and scoring runs around him. Um, you poor. I'll be honest, our top order were far too quick. Joffrey Archer and Mark Wood were far too quick for Tammy McMahon. He didn't have a clue all day. And those two, just too quick for them, too quick for lower order of Bangladesh, were really sharp. I mean, if we're going to talk about our fantasy teams, I'd like to bring up Ben Stokes, who took three wickets. I mean, that's what, that's what an all-rounder does. Doesn't get hit for north for 71 off 10 overs. He, you know, he takes three wickets and wins the game. At Yorker um, to get Shakib was... The perfect Yorker. People would say Yorker's gone out of fashion. Absolutely. People would say bowl the perfect Yorker. Ben Stokes bowled it to get Shakib out there. When Ben Stokes is firing bowling, he's, he's very difficult to play, isn't he? But he just lacks that consistency, I think. He bowls that heavy ball, but no one knows what a heavy ball is. But he bowls that heavy ball, doesn't he? The Tim Bresnan code. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't know what a heavy ball is, but we, we've heard about it. I have no idea what it is. No idea. <laughs> Okay. Does anybody in cricket know what a heavy ball is? No. Because if they, if they do, please write into the show and tell us and educate us on this because I, I have no idea. I mean, it's, it's, I don't think I've ever heard it in a context that isn't mainly based around Tim Bresnan and the 2010-2011 Ashes. Oh, you just got to play Bresnan though. He bowls heavy ball. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> It's dollars who think we're a bit quicker than they are. Yeah, it hits the bat hard. I mean, they're all coming at over 80 <laughs> miles now. They all hit the bat coming up. <laughs> um, just a note on what the ICC have said. Shaquille played beautifully for his 121, but it was not enough as a lone hand. No other batsman stayed with him for a prolonged period. He is the man in my fantasy team next class. Um, but we actually, we have a special fantasy section with cricket's least enthusiastic pundit, James Holyoke, later, because he's promised to do some research. So we're all excited for that. Awesome. Um, That's coming away. I've put a whole Microsoft Excel spreadsheet together for true accountant in me. Let's put together a spreadsheet. That is, that is keen. That is keen. I can't wait to hear about the, um, the Glenn Maxwell tab that I imagine you must have on the spreadsheet because you need at least one tab just to talk about his performances so far. It's just runs and wickets and to be honest, it doesn't fill up much room so far. <laughs> I mean, that's because you're not looking at the broader game whereas catches win matches. It, it wouldn't be a thing if it... They wouldn't say it if it didn't rhyme and if it wasn't key. So I think Glenn Maxwell is the logical choice. If there's no strike rates in there, Warner will probably look great from his 100 runs off 612 balls. So, um, but there has been some more cricket played, not much, but some. Uh, Conroy, you described it as one of the most boring games you've seen, but yet you'd still watch it because you love cricket. So talk to us about cricket. Yeah, I mean, Afghanistan... I think Jim said earlier in the tournament, you know, they just don't have enough batting and that's just, again, how it proved. They look to me like they'd be a very good T20 side. I haven't seen them play much T20 cricket, but they just look like they've got enough batting for 20 overs and that's about it. I mean, they were 66 for naught and then they collapsed to 66 for three, 70 <laughs> for four. You know, it's just, they just don't have the batting to produce a good score and that's pretty much how it went down. 
New Zealand, just another really good display from them. Kane Williamson, 79, not out. Nisham bowled really well, took five for 31, and Lockie Ferguson, four for 37. And that's all about. That's all I can really say about that game. Did you catch any of it, Josh? Uh, cool bits and pieces. I do love, do love the sentence, they went from 66 for none to 66 for three. And just the <laughs> basis that that's a collapse, but it is literally the top order. Top it's, order, yeah. it's not even like the tail has been ripped apart. The tail starts at three. Oh, he's gone. Yeah, that, that's out. Um, I caught bits and pieces. Williamson looked good. They didn't look like they tried to smash the runs. They played it quite conservatively, which is, I guess, Williamson's New Zealand getting the job done, not taking risks. Less flamboyant than the McCullum, but you could argue so far, well, you could certainly argue so far it's equally as successful. Um, they're, looking, they're looking really good for, for their semi-final spot. Um, Jimbo, did you catch him for World's Most Boring Game? I didn't catch it again. I say it was on the same Saturday England were playing, I was playing. So no, bigger things to worry about. But I, I just feel like a broken record, as Matt said. They just don't score runs Afghanistan. I've got their scores here. They've scored 207, 152, 172. Just never going to be competitive scores at this level of cricket. Right now, I don't even look like an associate level batting team. Netherlands, Scotland, Namibia, Zimbabwe. Better batting attacks than them on what we've seen so far. Yeah, you do feel like the bowling attack just sort of some point shrugs their shoulders and goes, whatever we restrict a team to, however we bowl, it's not going to be enough. I say, well, you've got to. Bowlers need something to play with. And when the batsmen are only going to get 172, we've said all good things about how good Rashid Khan is, but there's nothing you can do in those circumstances. They can milk him, see off the others, tickle him to a score. People like Kane Williams and Ross Taylor just can see their scores up all day with no problem. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not enough. Um, they never no team can really defend that. Um, what other cricket went on, Conroy? We had a, we had quite a lot of rain this week. A bit big game actually, India versus Australia. Um, I watched this. I think I watched most of it anyway, and it was a really good game. India, you know they. They did what we'd expect them to. They batted really well first innings. They set a platform for their top, uh, for their lower order to just go crazy. And that's that's pretty much what happened. Kohli hit 82 off 77, which was a really quality knock. Shikadara and 117 off 109. These are just scores you'd expect them to hit, really, isn't it? And Australia never really got... I never really thought they were going to get it. They were always quite far behind the run rate. And... I'm sure Jim will tell you about David Warner's knock, 56 off 84, chasing 352, and also running out his captain. I'm sure we'll hear all about that later in the fantasy team. But um, no, it's, it, it is what it is, isn't it? Maxwell, 0 for 45. Pat Cummings, who's their best bowler, was only 1 for 55, 55 off 10. So they, they just Australia just weren't good enough, basically. Did you watch any of it, Josh? Um, I didn't actually catch much of it. I actually had to do some work, which is the irritating thing of a cricket World Cup going on whilst trying to keep up the facade of being business professional. Um, but I watched the extended highlights and it just looked like Australia were just 
batting 40 overs and hoping for a miracle in the last 10, like Warner was trying to find out what Alistair Cook's strike rate was in Test cricket and match it. Uh, I certainly wouldn't want him in my fancy team. Um, but it's all well and good scoring a 50, and it looks good if you just look at the runs, but the, the greater damage done has got to be, got to be noted. Jim? I actually watched this game, believe it or not, sports fans. He would be wondering, why have you got this bloke on to a cricket podcast and never watches cricket? But I did watch this game. So, I have four notes for you. Here we go. What I saw, yes, India did very well. People go, oh, aren't India good at batting? Yes, they are. But their only partnership was 127 of 22.2 overs. I've got that as. That's less than a run of ball when you've got to a good start. England, Against Bangladesh, got the same out runs in 19 overs. Same problem with India. They just bat too slow. They seem to bat for themselves, wholly included. Bat, only about 100 strike rate a lot of the time. It's disappointing. They don't trust the lower order, or it's because they don't have a lower order, or they just don't trust it. I don't know. Again, well, got... when the linchpin of the lower order is Dhoni, who also exactly. just seems to bat for himself, it's worry. So you've got Darwin. Yes, he got 117. It was off 109. So, okay, fair enough. He scored it a run of ball. Coley brought his 50 up of 55 balls. It's just this charm about run of ball. There, Pandya, Dhoni did come in, did do the business, kicked on. But if those two would not have come in and kicked on, India would have got 320 and probably lost the game today. Oh, the other day, sorry. They just... It frustrates me sometimes. India are never going to score more than they scored in this match. Whereas England have said, we will go out and we will try to score 400 every game. India, still stuck in this 2000-2005 mentality, but 300 is a great score. If they can on a really good day, they'll get to 350. And I say, I think they were a bit fortunate to get that far. I'll give a little shout-out to one of the most average cricketers play for, ever played for Australia. Marcus Stoinis took an absolute blind scary pony. Caught and bowled. He didn't tow it, to be fair, Dhoni. So it didn't come to him full pace, but still. Stuck out one arm, caught it. Always looks good for the cameras. Conroy, I imagine you watched a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, I... I... I do agree with that, but I just wonder if India are playing very clever World Cup cricket there, getting to 350. We've, we've seen multiple times that 350 in this World Cup is a winning score. And that's, I think that's what they aim for. And I know they batted quite slow, but they made sure they got to 350. I'm not they... sure I do bank on 350. I think they bank on 300. And on a lucky day, they'll get to 350. Yeah, well, they got to 350 and they won the game. So I think that's, that's all I can say about it, really. I think talking of prehistoric cricket, I think Australia's approach was certainly, it was literally awful. Set a platform and then pray that Maxwell comes off. And when you pick a team where you've only got one dynamite player in that sort of thing, when you think of England, Morgan could come off, Stokes could come off, Butler could come off, Ali could come off, any one of those lower order batsmen can play in innings to win you a game, whereas it looks like Australia don't have that as much so you're all looking for me to stick up for my white mate warner unfortunately i just can't do it this week i don't know what happened to the bloke you're chasing 350 and you're prepared to score a 50 off 70 odd balls it's just some point you've got to take one for the team and say get out or get out 
I know it sounds village, but it's an approach you've got to take when you're chasing 350. You all have a go in for a run out of Finch, but Finch has got to speed up. Warner's electric. <laughs> Warner's absolutely electric between the wickets. Finch isn't. He's got to speed up. Oh, what else have I got on this innings? You've got Kawaja, who I can't believe is getting this as one day team, but he is anyway. He gets scores to be fair, a decent 42, and then plays the most, tries to play the most ridiculous flick over fine leg before getting bowled. Oh, it's just, oh, frustrating. Steve Smith gets a plum LBW that the umpire just refuses to give. <laughs> Luckily, the review system came in and corrected it, otherwise, it'd been a travesty. And you say Glenn Maxwell is the only guy that tees off for Australia. I think that's a bit unfair on Kerry, to be fair. Yeah, no, that is a good point. Um, he seems like he's having quite a good World Cup and seems like he can play situations quite well. But I think when it when you just think of the Australia team, Alex Kerry is not a name that springs to mind, which maybe is him being underrated or just naive on my part. But it's just not when you think of... That bam batsman, uh, he just I don't really think of him. But he's you've got to think of a test team, you've got Tim Payne getting in the head of him. How I know Tim Payne's captain, and he's probably a good captain. You can't have Smith and Wands captain and the rest of it, but surely Kerry, you've shown enough in the one day game to be a test, test keeper. I mean, the thing is though, is he a nice enough guy? Because all you have to do in Australia now is just be a really nice guy and you'll get in the team and then just, oh yeah, we're really great, everyone loves us again. Oh, our reprobate's back, yeah, yeah, get them in, get them in. Should we say they've changed? How can we say they've changed? Mm. If Warner just blocks a load of balls rather than actually tries to play some shots, maybe they'll think he's a reformed character. Doesn't that defeat the object? Because we're just losing games like nah 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 nice guy nice guy team's garbage team is garbage I mean bit strong they score 300 and they're winning a lot of games and we're about to come on to the next game where they win again but they are garbage Conroy to you <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I think I thought India. I thought India did a job on them. They they got three fifty, and as we saw saw of England, it's hard to chase three fifty. And yeah, the Australia team isn't as good as the Indian team. I think that's fair to say. But then the next two games got rained off. I think South Africa versus West Indies and Bangladesh Sri Lanka. I think eight. if Sorry, we look at that, I think you can say West Indies are probably feeling hard done by, and that's probably South Africa's World Cup done. Took Absolutely. two early wickets, and then the rain came in. I think yeah. West Indies will think that they needed two points from that and everyone beat Sri Lanka with the exception of Afghanistan, but they just decided to lose against Afghanistan rather than against Sri Lanka. Um, I think Bangladesh, that I backed them for fourth place, that could really, really put a dent in their hopes. That's two points you just bank on. And then the last time we had some cricket, Conroy, talk to uh, us. Australia, Pakistan, and I'm sure Jim is going to talk about this David Warner innings because it was a, a very good innings by him. Doubt um, it. <laughs> but I, I watched this. I watched most of this game again, and I just thought Pakistan just let Australia off the hook. They dropped easy chances in the first uh, 20 overs, and they let Australia build a platform when they could have really put them under some pressure. And I think they they played an extra seamer in this game, and I think that was a mistake. They, I think they probably sort of stuck with their two spinners um, 
it also the game stuck out in my mind a bit because it had one of the worst reviews of the Cricket World Cup so far by uh, Mohamed Amir, where he wanted an LBW for a ball that hit the batsman Warner about seven foot outside off stump. I don't know if you guys did. Did any of you see that? That was just. I didn't know. <laughs> it's well worth the watch if you can see it because it's just so comically bad. It's like one of those reviews where you just you just cannot believe they've they've done that. Um, the Stuart Broad of reviewing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. That kind of level. Um, Glenn Maxwell, 20 off 10. I'm sure you're going to talk about his strike rate later on. But he Same. got bold playing a massive slog across the line, which I, I quite enjoyed. That's but how I guess goes. that is his role in the side. Yeah, um, that's, how he, that's how he does. Josh, um, I've got to be honest, it's Glenn Maxwell dismissal. Like, Matt has not quite gone how bad <laughs> this dismissal is. <laughs> I've been kind. He's right up. He's not playing off the back foot, but his weight's on the back foot. And he just swings. He's, oh, it's village. It's like Sunday village cricket, this dismissal of Glenn Maxwell. It really is one of the worst dismissals of the World Cup. I mean, it's one of those things that he's probably still thinking about Warner just blocking out against India and thinking, flip me, this side just loves defending. Maybe I should attack whatever happens. <laughs> I genuinely think the role they've given him is we want you to score as many runs as quickly as possible. We don't care about the rest. Um, which is how I'm justifying it and how I sleep at night. I think it's quite bold, to be honest, with, with their batting lineup to, to give him that kind of role of just score as many runs as possible, off as few balls as you can. But if, you, if you're right, then fair enough. Um, I mean, Pakistan didn't. They, they should have chased it down, in my opinion. A lot of their batsmen got good starts and no one went big and that cost them the game. Imam Ohak, 53 off 75. I mean, that's a strike rate of about 12, isn't it? Or something it's like a that. Warner-esque strike yeah, rate. Yeah, I think that's the term. That's the term I was looking for. Thanks, Hang on, John. let's get this up. Let's get <laughs> this up. <laughs> can, can I just that, wait, make one more point, Jim, just before, before I let you loose? Um, Glenn Maxwell, 0 for 58 off 7. In the, same, in the same innings that Aaron Finks took a wicket. I'm just going to leave there. Go on, Jim. Exactly my notes, that comment. My, my one comment in my notes was, Aaron Finch now has more wickets in this World Cup than your dream all-rounder, Glenn Maxwell. It is worth noting he is only in there as a sixth, seventh bowler. Like, he wasn't a gun, ten-over bowler. He was there as my backup in case Dre Russell got injured. And I had Kane Williamson as well if Maxwell wasn't coming off, Jim. Looking at your team, you've got lots of six and seven choice bowlers, Josh. You've got you've got two or three and the rest. Of it. <laughs> it's one of those days when you're with a second team, you rock up, you've got your normal two openers, and when you're looking around going, Oh, who fancies a bowl today? I've got Bumra, I've got Rabada, I've no. got I'm I've got Shaqib Al Hassan getting ten overs in. I've got I've got bowlers. <laughs> Can I have my David Warner loving now? Yeah, right. Um, we've had our cricket. The rain, Conroy, you made the point last week that should there be backup days, there's been more rained off games in the last week than there has been in the entire World Cup history, which I think backs up your point. Um, but the logistics would still be a nightmare and there's nothing we can do and teams are getting slide. And New Zealand don't have to play India, so they're doing golden. Um, our special this week 
is Jim's done cricket research, which no one was expecting. And if it did happen, we were expecting Conroy to come in 10 pints deep, which he's been quite coherent if he is. And so, Jim, talk to us about cricket. Well, I think research, I, I, I think you may have oversold me there. But we, we started our dream team. If you listened to our, I think it was our first podcast, Josh, was it? Second, I think, was the dream team. Podcast, we put together our dream team for World Cup. We picked one player per team plus a wild card. I picked a quality team. Some accusations it's a test match team, but I'll take it on the chin. Matt picked an all right team. A couple of interesting selections, but generally okay. And Withers picked an absolute shambles. So I've put together how many runs and wickets our teams have put together so far. So do we want the good news? The good news is your team is winning, but I imagine they've all used around 600 balls per innings, but no, carry on. Irrelevant. So, runs-wise, <laughs> in third place, Matt Conroy's team have scored 838 runs so far. I feel like that's because Shakib Al Hassan is in my team. It doesn't help your case. No. You've been bailed <laughs> out by Josh Butler. Yeah. You've been bailed out by Josh Butler, who scored 185 of them. Yeah, fair. No one else has really done anything significant, I hate to say. Well, Kane Williamson, Vivek Kohli, they've hit a few 50s, have they not? Well, Virat's problem. He's only, well, he played two games and rained off one. So he's only yeah. 100 runs, Virat. Yeah, Kane again, rained off one. Been batting one, only on 119 runs. Second place, Mr. Withers, 963 runs. That is runs. Now he's doing better because he didn't make the silly mistake of picking Bangladesh's overaged opener, Tammy McBell, and he actually went for world class best all rounder in the world, Shakib El Hassan. He scored 260 runs so far against Tam McBow's 59. So there's your 200 point differential. <laughs> but in the lead, in first place on runs with 1,094 runs, is me. Where's the applause? I mean, I'm just. I'm going to come back and do a special next week on strike rates and uh, how many... We haven't gone to back sort of stats yet. <laughs> My team, it's basically Josh's team runs-wise, got Shaqib, has got big runs, 260. I've also got my boy, David Warner, 255 runs. Sticking you A lot. strike rate of seven. So, <laughs> he's winning games, mate. He's won two games for his team. He's he literally lost the game single-handedly yeah. against the by walking <laughs> yeah. out to Novos. World-class, mate. Second-best team in the world. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, Josh, I hate to say, your team is garbage. I mean, we've got oh, Zaman got 58 runs so far. Good your, 58, though. Your boy, Glenn Maxwell, 52 runs. Good, great. Is he a batting or bowling around, though? Because his stats suggest he's neither. <laughs> Fielding, mate, he's taken one of the catches. Oh dear. It's bad when Pereira is one of your shining lights with 107 runs. Comes in at eight, wins game. He's won a game single handedly. Let's look at match winners in our dream team. Actually, to be fair, Rabada scored 55 runs, so I'll take it back. Egg. 
Is there more than the cop? No, he's got 50, did not he? Um, no, you worry about the cop. So we turn to bowlers. Don't you worry about bowlers? Oh no, I've got this wrong. I've got this the wrong way round, sports fan. Oh no, I haven't. No, I haven't. We're okay. I thought I'd got Matt and Josh the wrong way round there. On to bowlers in third place. Is Mr. Willows with 19 wickets, measly 19 wickets. He's picked seven all rounders, but he's on 19 wickets, which is just abysmal. That's poor, Josh, mate. That's, that's Boomer is leaving it with five. Rapala's got four. Russell's got four. Khan's got three. Takeem's got three. Oh, just rubbish, Josh. Williams have not taken a wicket yet. That's annoying. Can we talk about our proper teams? Anyway, in joint first, me and Matthew with 28 wickets. There we go. That's that's a good total. Proper wickets. Yeah. My team is Mohammed Amir leading the way. It's five wickets against Australia. Bring it home for the boys. I've got a few other contributions. Again, I've got Boomer. I've got Rashid. I've got Russell. Malinga chipping in with three. And Matt, Matt is doing well. It's Pat Cummins is doing the business for him right now with nine That's wickets. Yeah. Ben yeah, Stokes yeah. with a cheeky five wickets. Probably all tail-enders, but five wickets nonetheless. He did get Shakib out. Four tail-enders then. Four tail-enders he's got. <laughs> and he's had Rabada. So there we go. So essentially what we're saying, Josh, you've probably got the worst team. Matt's got the second best team. I've got the best team. There we go. There's this All week's I've research. learned from this is that Matt's team is Afghanistan full of bowlers and absolutely very <laughs> I think and all I've, I've learned that I probably should have picked Shakib and I'm willing, <laughs> I'm, willing to, um, I'm willing to admit that now. I mean, that's going to kill me in the long run, isn't it? So a bit disappointed by that. But apart from that, I think my team's done very well. Very I well. mean, I'm going to come to the point that Jim might have scored the most runs but I do worry about how many it's all well and good dividing that the runs he scored by four to get his mean target sort of innings but if Warner's using up 200 balls for each of these innings like that you just can't also we've got to look at games play I I think that there's we'll see after nine games we'll see after nine games, we will see where we're at. And I expect I'll still be first, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll come back to it at the end and we will see that Jim's team is the best test 11 going. Yeah. I still, I still think that... I mean, you've, you're banking on a player. Your player has done really well. Your runs there, you've got 55 runs that have literally lost a team a game. Because he got got them so slowly. Like, Lost to the second best team in the world, mate. Move on. <laughs> Move on from what? Like, the point is valid. Kusil Pereira scoring 78 off 80, winning a game with a 200 low scoring thriller. One of the ro- most rogue and yet greatest players of all time. Um... Right, what are we looking forward to the week ahead? We've got, I'm personally, tomorrow, I'm getting on a very early train with our friend Matthew Lemon to go and meet our other friend Daniel Sodi. Um, so 
if there's one thing I know about an early train with Matt Lemon, it's I should be cautious about whether he has a crate of cider with him and how bad the day is going to get from there. Um, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to finally going to a World Cup game. Conroy, are you looking forward to anything? Well, India v Pakistan is the, is the one for me. That, that always sticks out in a World Cup, doesn't it? And that's coming up this week. So apart from obviously the England game against West Indies, which I'm very much looking forward to seeing how England get on against that West Indies pace attack, I will be locked in for India versus Pakistan. How about you, Jim? Yeah, that's the big game this week. You look at the rest of the games, they don't really catch much excitement. I think England West Indies could be good, but you fancy England will be too strong. So no. India-Pakistan, you've seen the price of tickets for that game. We're all trading 100-odd quid on the resale market. The demand is absolutely unbelievable for this game. I think that's, I think that's underselling it, Jim. I reckon people would be spending 500 on that. It'd be so easy. It's madness. Um, but that is essentially all we've got time for this week. We're... Um, we're we also, we have a special... It's a week yesterday, I think, that we, all three of us, are going to England, Afghanistan. Um, Rogley Jimbo has decided, of all the people, that he'll be the driver for the day. Oh, he's a I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I reckon either that night or the next day we'll do a po- podcast, depending on how coherent Jim thinks we are. Um, but we'll try and get one in before that too, as a prelude to that and as a post. So we will, yeah, if Jim allows us, we'll do a podcast on the evening of that night, but he will be the coherent one. So we'll see how we're getting on. If not, it'll be the day after. Uh, we'll try and get one done in between to talk about England West Indies and the other games that have happened and a little excitement to us all going. Um, as ever, we're on Twitter, we're on at DirectHitPod um, and email us at DirectHitPodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, just a quick one. We've got who's going to win at England West Indies? We all certain that England going to win? Uh, yeah, got to be, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. I think. I think we're going to beat. I think we beat West Indies. I, I don't see them beating us. Uh, yeah, I'm confident. Um, I think GS Ball does as well. It's bigger boundaries, and all of their batsmen go for the big hit. So there's a lot of possibilities to get caught in the boundaries. I think we've got too much for them. I was worried after the Pakistan game, but I think we're. I think we're a bit good. I'm, yeah, confident. Conroy, anything to add? No, not really. I just think, um, as you said, we've got our confidence back. We're going to, if we bat first, we're probably going to score 350. And I think that's going to be too much for West Indies. It could be interesting if West Indies bat first and put a score on the board to see how well we can chase it down. But I, I still think, I still think we've, I, I can't see them scoring 350 with our bowling attack. What, what about you, Jim? Yeah, I, I do fancy England. You've got to in this game. Um, it's just a question whether England bring back two spinners. Obviously, Ali missed out on the last game. That's where he comes back in for this one. England, traditionally, in the last two, three years, have gone with the two spinners. It's whether they go back to that. 
Rose Bowl should be a bit better for a two-spinner option, but we'll see. A lot to look forward to, and I'm excited to watch it all live for the cider. Right, it's been a pleasure as ever, folks. Um, remember Twitter at directitpod, email directitpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and to you, Jim, thank you for doing some research and looking like you're interested in cricket. Thank you, my spreadsheet. Don't you worry. What a feeling, what a spreadsheet. Conroy, to you, I say thank you. And as ever, it's a pleasure. Cheers, weather. Speak soon. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Will do. Go well, lads. Cheers.